to the Law Unscripted, where we talk about the law and the legal system and everything you didn't know. Didn't understand. And no one ever told you. Today, we're going back to juries, and we're going to talk about what does a jury actually do once they're chosen, once they're sat, once they're in the jury room. This is the secret part. What do they do? The juries can ask questions, can't they? Potentially. So they can't ask everything, and juries... Think that they can. They can demand it. They, they think, think they're they in can charge. demand any question. And what will happen is they'll say, somebody will say, well, let's ask. Yeah. Okay. And now the foreman will write down the question <laughs> and we'll hand it to the bailiff. Okay. And the bailiff is his or her duty is to take that question and bring it into the judge. And the judge will call all the parties back in. And the judge will announce the jury has a question. And we'll all sit back down at our little tables and the judge will pull the paper out. You've never seen this, have you? I understand the process, but no, I've never actually seen it because all I can think this whole time is this is the most inefficient way to do this. <laughs> but it's the most fair. Why can't we all just hop on a FaceTime? Like, oh why are we put the jury on a call? <laughs> They're we, in the room behind the judge. But why okay? are we passing around notes like it is third grade? Check yes or no. Because they can't come in and personally take ass. But if we put everybody on a Zoom call. <laughs> I, I just can't. Judicial efficiency. <laughs> I can't. Put it before Congress. Write a letter to your congressman. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so okay. a little note is passed up to the judge. The judge calls everybody up back in and announces the jury has a question. The judge reads the question aloud. Mm -hmm. And the parties then get a chance to object to the question or make a comment. Sometimes not, not necessarily. The judge will be like, I'm reading the question aloud and we can't give an answer. Oh, like what kind of question? Like what do people ask? People ask a lot of evidentiary questions. Okay, jurors will come back and say... Well, what happened to the knife? And the judge will say, the jury has asked what happened to the knife. Parties, you know I can't answer this question. Do you have any reason I should answer this question? No? Okay, bailiff, please go back and tell the jury that we can't answer that question. Oh, that must be like a gut-wrenching feeling, like if you're... The prosecution or, the, I mean, the defense like, either. Oh, they're, they're asking like, about the knife? You know, the whole point, like the whole, dun, 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 my case is over. <laughs> I've part, lost. There's a lot of parts of the law I think are fun and I think I would be good at. Waiting for a jury result awful. is not one of them because I would have to, I need to like take up running or something because <laughs> the amount of pent up energy I would have that would just be self-destructive I'd be like dyeing my hair pink in the court bathroom like I've got to do something with all of my like manic energy um like have a, a, yeah. a casual menti bee as <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for them to come back okay so they ask questions like yeah that. sometimes the questions they can be answered so they'll ask to see evidence again the, um, so some evidence is collected and the judge will collect it. Not all of it will necessarily go back right. into the jury room. Like you don't want them holding the weapons in the jury room, right? <laughs> um, but they'll ask, can we see the gun again? The bailiff will then take the gun back and show it to the jury. Um, they'll ask for, can we review the um, audio again? Mm -hmm. They'll be brought a tape recorder or what, whatever it is kind yeah. of thing. So those types of questions can be answered. 
I like those questions because it means the jury is reviewing the evidence, They're right? Doing what I they love are that. Supposed to do. Um, some questions you just you just can't answer. Uh, any kind of evidentiary. Can you tell us this? Does did you find this? That it just yeah. can't be. Um, sometimes the jury will say, "Hey, we're hungry." Can we get something? I mean, it's yeah. real. Can we get something to eat? It'll be like 7 p.m. and the judge will be like, you know what? It is kind of dinner time. Parties, do you think that we can adjourn for the day? Right. Sometimes he'll ask the deputy, do you think that they're close? And if so, make them wait. And if the ju- if the deputy says, yeah, I think they're really close, he'll say, you know what? Let's get them some food and we'll just stay. Is everyone good staying till 9? Those types of things can be discussed and can be given to the jury. Okay. Um, the jury will be given as much time as they need, but they will be prompted at certain times to finish up. And didn't you say it also can happen the opposite way? If they come back after 45 minutes and say, we are at a deadlock, the judge is going to be like, "Mm, try again. Absolutely. Um, so they will be told you have to go back and keep working on this. You cannot be deadlocked at at 45 minutes. Right. Um, so the judge usually will bring the jury back in if mm-hmm. the the jury has a few times to say it. Okay. Um, practically speaking. there You could say at the end of 45 minutes if the jury says, look, we can't, you know, right. we're deadlocked. If you deadlocked. have somebody like me, then I'm like, you are absolutely not going to convince me. And I might be the holdout. Mm-hmm. Jury is brought back in to the courtroom. All the parties are there and the judge gives them a charge of you are here to decide this case. You need to review the evidence. You need to have an open mind. You need to review your own opinions. You need to listen to the opinions of others. Right. So they're given a charge of what to do, and they're sent back to make a decision. Oh, that's so funny. Sometimes this happens several times. Right, and then eventually you have to be like, well, I guess they're just not going to do it. The hope is they're given that charge so so many times or in the right way that they they make a decision. And usually it's one holdout. When that happens, it is so very often that it's one holdout. Yeah. And you can tell when they come in, when the jury, you can see it on their faces. You can tell who's sitting farther than the others. You can tell who they're looking at. Who they're sitting, they kind of congregate. It's amazing what you can tell um, in looking at a jury. Oh, I love it. And then they're sent back and they have to discuss again. In the end, if they are truly deadlocked, they have to come back. They have to tell the bailiff again, we don't have a decision. We cannot make a decision. At that point, the judge has to decide, is this really not going to happen? Is there a Chelsea on the jury? And then the jury's brought back in and they're told you, you know, you had a, had a duty. Is it true? Right. Mr. Foreman, Mrs. Foreman, Miss Foreman, whatever. Yeah. Have you reached a decision? Yeah. No, your honor. We have not. Do you believe that you will be able to make a decision? No, your honor. We do not. Then they'll be thanked for their service and sent away and there a mistrial will happen. Right. Oh, I see stuff like that. You know what, though? It's really sad when that happens for everybody, but even for the jury members. Yeah. Because I will tell you, the jury members, most of them are crestfallen. Yeah. Because they've spent how much time? Only for it to 
be for not for nothing to have happened. Right. And in the end, let's be honest, we like a sense of worth. Yeah. We like a sense of accomplishment. Of accomplishment. And in the end, if there's a hung trial, you a hung like you jury, just it's like I'm getting paid $3 to be here. I've been off work for how long? We've right. tried to figure this out. And because of that jerk, we can't. Yeah. It, it is actually sad. I feel like I would feel sad if I felt that it was like, get to a bowl or someone is being holed out being ridiculous. So <laughs> if they come back, let's say criminal again, they get a conviction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this would be for civil too. So once you say, okay, we find in favor of this person, but then yeah. you either have, well, how much are the damages or yeah. what does the sentence look like? So how does that work? Usually it's bifurcated, which means yeah. it's taken one at a time. Usually the, the actual guilt determination or liability determination in a civil case is taken first mm-hmm. And then depending on the outcome, then the sentence is reviewed and decided or the damages are. And that's sometimes additional evidence. So I was going to say, I feel like I know this for criminal. We talked about this a little bit before that you sort of make arguments like mitigating circumstances Mm -hmm. for a criminal defendant. I definitely have seen you do in sort of the civil trials. You know, here are medical records. Here's this. Here's that. Yeah. So how do, like, do juries have, I don't know the answer to this. I know with obviously damages, like if it's a jury trial, they're going to talk about how much they think this person yeah. deserves. Um, in, civil, in civil cases, yeah. usually it's together. Usually the jury will decide, like, if I sue you for a car wreck. Right. If the jury decides in my favor, right, they're usually going to say, yes, we believe that the plaintiff is wronged. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and award this amount. Sometimes the jurors, uh, like criminal cases are always separate. Yes. You decide guilty or not guilty, and then there's a whole nother sentencing. Right. Um, If it's not guilty, there's no sentencing. Right. But in a civil case, if there are damages to be had, usually it's together. However, there are some times where they will say, you know what? Are they liable for the injuries or not? Yes. Okay, now we're going to present... The medical bills, the medical okay. records of how much did you actually were the bills? Right. Do they deserve all of the bills or do bills only up to this particular date? Yeah. Then we think they're malingering. <laughs> you know, is it? Right. So they're well, usually, we, you know, we want to, you know, mm-hmm. give credit to the PT, but not the masseuse or whatever. Exactly. We're not going to do aqua therapy. Sorry <laughs> that you don't get money for that, <laughs> but you are allowed yeah. to present, you know, okay, you had records before. Now you present the bills. Right. Um, right. But for criminal cases, sometimes in different states, they I will actually so seat a whole different jury. For sentencing. So I didn't know that. That's interesting. I don't like that. I don't think it works. It's not many jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. Usually it's the same jury deciding the sentence of a criminal defendant who's been convicted. I mean, I would think sort of from either side, you would want it to be the same jury, right? Like if you're a prosecutor and you're like, well, the evidence that I presented throughout the trial was enough for them to convict, which I would think would mean they would want to punish, like, you know, sort of in theory. And then from the defense side, you're like, well, I've put up my best defense. Mm -hmm. And throughout that, you're trying to humanize and mitigate your client sort of the entire time. Absolutely. In the case of it being a a guilty Mm -hmm. verdict. 
Seating a new jury seems wild because if someone sat me down and was like, hey, here's this person who's been convicted of murder. What do you think the sentence should be? I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's like having a whole new trial. Um, It's not often. Most jurisdictions have for criminal, it's the same jury or no jury. That the right, jury's the dismissed and then the judge does the sentencing. Those are the most common. I was going to say, I almost asked this earlier, but then I was like, it's stupid. But when is it a judge and when is it a jury with sentencing? Is, it, is that a jurisdiction thing? Yes and no. So okay. the judge always has to do sentencing where the jury can make a decision on sentencing. Yeah, but they're not like bound by it. No, the judge is, well. Well, sometimes. The judge cannot go up. Well, no, that's what I mean, is that even if a jury, say a jury comes back and it's like a really strong punishment, a judge can be like, eh, no. Correct. The jury, the judge can go down, Same thing with damages, up. right? No. That's... I thought... <laughs> Civil cases are different. I've confused myself, guys. Civil cases are different. In criminal cases, yes. the judge does not have to impose the entirety of the sentence. Okay. But he can't go far further. So if the jury comes back in a capital case with life, the he judge can't, can't give murder. death. Right. So there's Which is that. probably a good idea. Right. But he can see less than life. Okay, well, I'm going to give him 25 to life. That kind of thing. But if they come back with probation, he can't say, uh, this should have been 20 years. Jury can't do probation. Oh, really? Jury cannot decide probation, which is why it's usually reviewed by a judge. Interesting. Where... So, for instance, in Virginia, you have to, for a felony, have a year or more. Right, okay? right, right. Always. Let's say it's a simple case, right, is I have a class six felony, which is one to five years. Mm-hmm. The jury comes back and gives one year, okay? Because that's the lowest they can give. They have right. to give that year. But the judge, we go before the judge. And then the judge, we say to the judge, okay, the jury gave one year because they clearly wanted it to be low, right? So they clearly wanted it, it to be s- suspended. Okay. You have it. The judge has the I'm ability to, now. there you go, suspend a sentence. Yeah. So they'll ask the judge, say, you can give a year, but let's suspend it and let's put him on probation. Yeah. So the judge can say, you know what? I agree. I'm going to suspend the entire year. So it's still a year. I'm right. still doing what the jury said. But I'm going to suspend it, put him on probation, and if he messes up in that year, then he comes back and he'll serve some or the full amount of that time. I think if I was on a jury and we came, we worked together to come to a decision, Mm -hmm. like a conviction, we worked together to come to a sentence, and then the judge overrode us, oh, I would be fuming. You wouldn't know. You could find it in the paper. You could I'm later nosy. in Come a on, paper. Be for real. I'm going to look up the results of everything. Lexus Nexus is good. So Most jurors just go home and on their merry way, and they Except never see it do again. Interviews, which we can talk about a little bit, right? Maybe a little. Just for a second. I don't want to go too long on this. We won't. So this was surprising to me. I don't know why, but I thought you just can't talk about what happens. Like I think that was mm. my maybe assumption coming into law school was like. You can't really, even after it's over, can't really talk about it. That's obviously not true. People it's are on the Good record. Morning America talking about what happened inside the jury room, mm-hmm. which seems like a violation a little. I know it's not. I know it's not. Yeah. But it seems a little like, mm, like, yeah, it's that whole thing of, well, if people know 
that this is going to be openly discussed when it's done, does that change the way they look at things and what they say in that room? Right? Does it like... Sometimes. Can it? I'm sure. Most juries though, let's be honest, most juries... Nobody cares about in the public how many trials are happening today at the courthouse that they're going to finish up and nobody's going to talk about them again except for the people involved. It's, you know, we hear a lot about juries, but it's not like those are so small percentage of how many juries are happening all over the country for how many different types of cases. Nobody wants to go home and talk about the property case about an easement. But attorneys do, and you can talk to the jury yes. once it's over. Um, they're very strict ethical rules about this, yes. though. you can't, like, harass them and that sort of thing, but you can talk to you them. You can say, hey, would you mind talking to me? And if they say yes, you can talk to them about everything that happened, which I think is a great learning opportunity. Yeah. Um, I do wish that we recorded what happened in jury rooms oh, for, nice. like, afterwards. I just think it would be a helpful thing for everybody involved, but it is what it is, right? It is. It's supposed to be private and secret and that's the way that it goes. But I do have to tell my one famous jury story. I'm so ready for this. I think you've heard it before. I know you've heard it before, but but I'm ready. It is my most interesting jury experience as a trial attorney. they do weird things as they just do. They do. Um, so it's a two-parter. It's kind of the whole experience and we'll wrap it up and maybe Perfect. we'll come back to different topics. I think the sentencing portion of it is yeah, kind of sorry. its own. T- I got us lost in the Please weeds there. Cause I was she like, keeps apologizing for bringing things up and it's good questions. My brains are just like, you're not the only one. I am sure that everyone listening or watching. Yes. Also has their own questions. So if you do have a question, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to see now, drop it below, comment, like, subscribe, ask a question. We do try to respond. It may not be immediately, um, but it will be fairly quickly. Um, We'll try to respond to it. And if it's a good topic, we'll try to address it as well on, on a video, but find us that way. If you like and subscribe then yes. it will come back in your feed. You can see the other episodes that we do. We do one once a week. And we also do the Legal Weekly Wine for hot legal topics of the week. Friday on happy hour. Friday, So we're drinking. We're cutting up. It's a good time. We talked about the Murdoch trial. Yes. We've talked about a whole lot. We have. So if you want to hear like the actual trial stuff that we talk about, catch, events, catch that one. Okay. But my famous jury sure trial. Story. Here we go. While I was a prosecutor in Newport News... Um, we had, I was co-counsel. There were two of us on a murder case and several murder cases. But in this particular one, we had so much evidence, but we didn't have the gun. Right. Okay. We told the jury in voir dire, in jury questioning, while we were trying to seat and choose the jury, we specifically told them up front, we do not have a gun in this case. Okay. Okay. We don't know where it is. We don't know what happened to it, but we do not have a gun. Is there anyone here who would not convict just for the fact that we don't have a gun? Right. Nobody raised their hand. Nobody. And we couldn't be like, are you sure? Can you think about it and raise your right. hand? You can't do that. So we asked the question. Nobody raised their hand, right? Um, we go through the trial. We have ballistics because we have casings, we mm-hmm. have bullets, but we have no gun. We can say that, you know, it's one gun 
because all the casings and the bullets are the same. You know, we went yeah. through all of it, right? We know what kind of round it was, the type of ammunition. You anyway, do everything you can. We to, like, did what we can. It. We right. did have a ballistics expert. I examined the ballistics expert, but we didn't have a gun. <laughs> the jury came back. The it was days that they reviewed. It was it was a while oh, that no. they were reviewing the case. And there were these charges a couple times. They came back in and said, we're deadlocked. And the judge said, no, you got to go back and you got to review it. You got to keep trying. And they finally came back. I think it was the third time. And they just, the judge was like, I'm not going to make them go back again. They're clearly deadlocked. And sure enough, there was a mistrial. And it was, it's my only mistrial. It was such an experience. And the jury truly, I mean, you could see it. Some of them were so angry. And we found out afterwards by speaking to the jurors mm-hmm. who would talk to us, but that there was one juror who, that they took the count multiple times and it was yeah. 11 to one, 11 to one in favor of guilt. And that that one person refused no matter what evidence they went through to find guilty because we didn't have a gun. Oh okay. And she's like, I can't find him guilty if they don't have a gun. And even the other jury members were saying, but they asked you that. Right. And you didn't raise your hand. They were saying it to her. And she was like. And she's like, I don't, I just, there's no gun. She didn't care. Right. And it was, it was so upsetting to the jurors. I mean, Which was fun. It was fun to see that they also, fun in a six cents um, <laughs> that it's the got so impassioned about it. Like I was upset yeah. about it because it was like, why didn't you raise your stupid hand? Like, I don't understand. Right. But the other portion, my favorite part of this jury situation um, was in the middle of this whole deliberation. Yes. We're sitting in the courtroom waiting for them as oh, they God. continue. <laughs> and we hear yelling from the courtroom and we hear bang. Oh, that's scary. And we were scared. Everyone was scared. The judge was taken off the bench. The deputies were like jumping over things. We were told to get down and not to move. The deputies ran into the back and we're all just sitting, waiting. And we're like, should we crawl under the benches or the table? We couldn't leave. We were told to stay. We're like, are there going to be more deputies to protect us? Right. Once you're just in this empty room, right? (laughs) What's happening? And what is going on? Like, you don't hear things from the jury room. Deputies came back out and they had let the jury get a break. And we were told that they'd become so angry that one of the jury members flipped over the table. (laughs) In the jury room, just oh, flipped the table. It. And in talking with them later, they had been so angry with this one particular juror. Oh my God, I love it. That they got so angry and everybody started yelling at this one woman. And then a that guy got so mad, he just flipped the table. And that was the big bang. And they're all screaming at her, why can't you do this? And I, they took it. Personally, honestly, that's pretty iconic. I love it. Great, it is great. <laughs> so 
<laughs> it was awful that it was a mistrial and it meant everything had to be tried again. But the jury story, I've never forgotten. I will never forget. But they were so invested. I mean, they at the were end of the day, invested. You want the jury to be invested. I was so proud of the 11. I was honestly proud of the one lady too because she stuck with her opinion. Right. And she was not able to be persuaded. And as much as I wanted her to be persuaded, as much as I was angry at her, right. I. This is the process. This is the process. And this is how it works. Yeah. And I was proud that those 11 took it so seriously. Yeah. And they did consider everything and they did have strong opinions and they wanted to do the right thing. The right thing. And they wanted to finish it. I love that. And I don't know. That's, that's my fun jury. Fun. I love it. That's so chaotic. I, like I love them for that. It was chaos. It was, that was true chaos. Like that is really, like I support it. I'm a big supporter of people losing their minds in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I would have lost it on that juror too. I think but. I would have because as much as I like people to stick to their guns, I'd be mad that she didn't raise her hand initially. Because if you're going to yeah. stick by your morals, stick by them always. And you didn't do it at the beginning. I love it. That would make even me, That's, agent of chaos here, would find that very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, I love that. And I love you. And I hope everybody watching does too. She's a gem. A Please put me on a jury. Whatever you do, don't put Chelsea on a jury. Honestly, fair. Virginia's the better jury person here because the way she takes note, there would be not a piece of evidence you presented that she did not know about. We don't need the judge to bring it. I've got no, it. She, Virginia gets into the room. It's like, great. I would like to go to prosecution exhibit number 47. I think it was introduced. Um, I would like to actually see that. Please. Can you bring it in? <laughs> like, I know there were you. two parts to it. There was an A and a B. Can you right. bring them both in? Right. Can I have the part that they actually wrote on, you know, after marking for identification? <laughs> Can I have that copy that, you know, he drew the path on? <laughs> so true. And it'd be like, there was a path. <laughs> there, there was, did we get that high in our numbers? <laughs> I'd be like, who told us about that? I don't even remember that. There was a path at all. But I know the vibes are non-guilty. <laughs> Not guilty. Put us both and we'll balance each other. We definitely would. Can you imagine us on a jury? Those poor people. Oh my God. I would have a field day. <laughs> Those poor people, honestly, don't put either of us on a Vlogging. jury. Come with me to jury duty day one. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Guys, the vibes were not fun in court today. The judge actually ruled on some objections. It was very funny. <laughs> Tag me in, coach. <sighs> all right, everybody. For all those potential jurors out there, listen as much as you can to the evidence. Be invested because there are real people and real lives and real money and real freedom on the line. We do appreciate when you take it seriously because we do and our clients do too. So Absolutely. be good jurors. Um, try to people. be good jurors, be good people, stick to your morals, yeah. um, as Chelsea has said, and tune back into <laughs> whatever our next crazy episode will be. We'll see you next Tuesday. Cause I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. And we will see you next Tuesday on The Law Unscripted. With Tarani Law, LLC. Because you never need a lawyer. Until you do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>